Hello, my beautiful community. I just want to jump in here for a very short moment to say a huge thank you for all of your love and support this year. 2020 has been quite the ride and I want you to know I'm so grateful for you, for showing up, for doing the work and for committing to being a happier, healthier version of yourself. I'm constantly blown away by the support you offer this show. You are the reason why I'm here each week. This podcast has been created as a free resource to inspire you to master your mind, inject healthy habits into your hustle and give you the inner self-belief that you are wildly capable of achieving your wildest dreams. This is an independent podcast show and I'm not backed by any major networks. So if you do enjoy the show, I would love if you could please leave a five-star review and of course, hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast app so you do not miss a single episode. I also love being able to connect with you. So feel free to follow at Madeline Carafa or at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram. The links are in the show notes below where I'm available to connect with you whenever you may need. Now let's get in to the second last episode for 2020. Welcome to The Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Today, I'm so honoured to be joined on the microphones by the divine Kelsey Wells. Globally renowned and adored, Kelsey Wells is a mother and personal trainer with her own program, Power, which features on the Sweat app, the largest female training app in the world. A cheerleader for gratitude, self-love and movement, Kelsey doesn't shy away from sharing her own previous struggles with anxiety and self-acceptance in order to help other women build self-love, confidence and inner strength. Radiating positivity and kindness, Kelsey's messages and words will move you while also offering a profound new perspective for the way we view ourselves and the tools we need to master our minds. Kelsey is living proof that a grateful heart is a magnet for a happy, healthy life. Sharing her simple yet powerful morning routine, how she cultivates more gratitude and why self-love is our birthright and how we can build more of it in order to show up as the confident, sexy and fierce women we were born to be. Here's Kelsey. Medibank is challenging us to think differently about our health. Medibank is the official health partner of the Smiling Mind app and has made this episode of The Healthy Hustlers possible. It's time to find your better with Medibank and Smiling Mind. Hello, Kelsey, and welcome to The Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm so well. I'm super, super excited to be joined by you. You have been a highly requested guest for a long time now. So I'm really glad that I've been able to finish off the season with a bang with having you on as a guest. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, well, I'm so flattered by that. I'm honestly so grateful. Podcasts are one of my favorite things to do, one of my favorite ways to communicate and connect with other people. So I'm really grateful. Oh, thank you. That's so good to hear. And yeah, they really are a great platform, I think. And they're quite new here, real really. Like I think in America, there's such a, a big thing. Everyone has them, but I feel like there's still a semi-new platform here. So there's still people getting to know them or haven't listened yet. So it's an exciting space to be in. 
But given the nature of this year and, you know, what we've been going through as a global collective, I really like to start the conversation by finding out a self-care practice that you've been using this year that's really helped you thrive. I would have to say meditation if I was going to narrow it down to just one. I It's something that I've done for a few years now semi-regularly, but this year it's been an absolute non-negotiable for me and my mental health and yeah, it's been a real game changer. Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, it's such a powerful tool, isn't it? To just be able to reset and focus and go within a little bit. Do you have a certain meditation practice that you use or do you kind of mix it up? I don't. You know, in the beginning, I tried various guided meditations and different methods and techniques. And I think there are so many great ones. For me personally, what has really resonated with me is just silent solo meditation. So Sometimes I'll play like, you know, instrumental tracks or just sit in silence if I can get some silence. And yeah, like you said, just kind of go within and, and meditate. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah, but finding the silence is, is sometimes the task as a mum, isn't it? As a busy mum, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> it's more about absorbing all the noise around you. In the beginning of my meditation practice, I was kind of stressed that I couldn't ever find silence. And then I realized it's really not about that. I think all the background noise and all the things going on, when you're truly present, they just kind of fall away or just kind of blend into your moment. And it doesn't have to inhibit you, I guess. If you can't find that, please, you know, stick with it and keep trying. Yeah, I love that. Now, you know, I know a lot of successful people really talk about how a healthy morning routine can set them up for success. So I'd love to get a little sneak peek into what your morning routine looks like. Absolutely. I would agree with you. I will preface this by saying that I am not innately a morning person. My mom used to joke that I was a morning person unless someone spoke to me in the morning. (laughs) Like that was me. Like I always, you know, one thing that came with motherhood is that it forces you to wake up early for years. And it's funny because I kind of adapted to it. It was just kind of thrust upon me. And now I'm like a huge advocate for the mornings and having a morning routine. And I say that you can learn to be a morning person and you can implement things into your morning that allow you to enjoy it and look forward to it and, you know, really set that tone for your day. So my morning routine has shifted throughout the years as has so much of life. I think it's always evolving and shifting, but currently my morning routine, I wake up and I start my day every day with a gratitude journal. This is seriously so fast. It's not like I take you know, 20 minutes of journaling. It's like I wake up and before I even, I try before my mind just kind of boots into like all the to-do lists and all the things for the day, I take my journal, which I keep next to my bed. And I just jot down bullet style, three things that I am grateful for. And it kind of gives me a moment to ground myself in gratitude to start off my day. And then my mornings, I go downstairs, I have a glass of hot lemon water, take my vitamins, and then it's kind of mom mode straight away. So I get, I make my son's lunch, I pack his lunch every day, I fix him breakfast, make my husband coffee, and we kind of have like an hour together, the three of us, before we all go our separate ways for the day. And it's been amazing. So yeah, my morning routine is really short and sweet right now, but I, I love it. 
I think starting your day with gratitude, it's so hard to then shift out of that gratefulness, isn't it? And that that happy heart when you when you wake, you seize the day straight away like that. I think that's such a beautiful starting point and it's definitely something I've focused on. I'm trying to manifest actually at the moment to be a morning person because I'm Love totally that. not a morning person and I, you, you know, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm literally, so I'm going to start channeling bits of your morning and feeling it really nice and yeah. calm. When I wake up, I do all the vibes. Yes, please do. Um, I do really love that you speak a lot about gratitude on your platform. I guess when you're going through more difficult times, how do you cultivate more gratitude in your life? It's really important to communicate, which is something I try to talk about a lot. But the fact that gratitude is something that can be learned and cultivated and having a perspective of positivity. It doesn't mean that you're born an optimist necessarily, or that things are really easy or your life has been easy at all. It's not about being naive to like what's going on in the world or what's going on in your life. It's about choosing to take the things that we can control in our lives, which is our mindset, our attitude, our actions, and ground those things from a positive place. And that your whole life is predicated upon your thoughts and upon those things that you can't control. So cultivating gratitude for me has been the singular greatest tool that I have used to transform my life and to grow as a person and and more, I feel like, remember like who I am as a person. Gratitude, especially in the times where things are tough, is so important. And for me, you know, I use different tools, like practical tools, my gratitude journal. When I'm going through a tough time, I actually do that morning and night. And I'll, I'll put challenges on it. Like I'll say at, these, at night when I'm going to sleep, it's like three things I'm grateful for from that day. Moments, you know, especially on a hard day, like bright moments in that day. You know, my puppy coming to snuggle with me or like my son doing something silly or you really hone in on the positive things that are happening throughout hard times. That's one of the hugest tools. And also, of course, exercise. Exercising can and should be used as a very powerful tool for self-empowerment. And when you choose to make your movement and your exercise a gratitude practice, it not only is going to transform like your workouts and that time that you're putting in to your workouts, but it translates into the rest of your day, you know, grounding yourself when you're, whether it's running or when you're doing a power session like I do or whatever fitness mode you're in, when you begin your workout by taking a moment to just be cognizant of like how blessed you are to have a body that you're able to work out, that you're in good health enough to exercise. It's very powerful. And it's such a massive blessing that so many of us so easily take for granted, myself included. So, you know, movement, mindfulness and movement is another gratitude practice that I think is extremely powerful and helpful. But yeah, it's really about doing the work, you know? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It is really about doing the work and it's almost making that choice to make that switch, you know, switch that channel in your mind to choose gratitude in difficult times. And it doesn't always come easy and it's so, you know, sometimes it can be so easy to sit in that victim mentality and poor me, but unfortunately that just continues to allow you to keep vibrating on that lower level, which then is attracting more negativity into your life. So I think making that that switch is so important. So thank you for sharing that. I thought that was absolutely beautiful. I'd love to know um, if you incorporate any self-love practices into your daily routine or how you go about that. 
Oh, that's my favorite word. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's thrown around a lot lately, which is awesome. But for me, my journey with self-love personally, and also my journey with speaking, you know, vulnerably about it has really evolved through the last few years. I believe with all my heart that self-love is the right of every human on the planet. We are not born into this world feeling like we're not enough, that we don't measure up, comparing ourselves to everyone else. Like that's not innate in us. You just have to look at a little child, you know, a little kid, like look at their confidence, look at their self-assurance, the the wide-eyed, you know, way that they look at the world, look at their bodies. And, and unfortunately for all of us, I think it's different, but that gets lost along the way to adulthood. And for me, I found myself entering into adulthood at a place where I completely forgot how to love myself or even that I'm worthy of that love. And now I feel it's so, so, so important to help as many people, especially women, as I can understand that not only is self-love your right, like you, that's like your home base. It truly is. And I know that that might be sound weird or like feel weird because I, I lived in that space for so long where that felt so foreign to me, but it's not. Like your negative self-talk, that's not your mind. That's not your heart talking. That's through years of conditioning or traumas or experiences, but your core is, you know, of self-love. And so it's, you're right, but it's also our responsibility because if you are at a place in your life right now where you don't have, where I like to say you're living from self-love, it's okay. The last thing you need to do is like shame yourself for that. However, it is your responsibility to cultivate and come back to that. And it can be done. Like it is always possible, no matter what you're going through or where you are, what you're carrying, you can do the work and you can remember how to live from that place. And for me, again, like fitness, and I, I've spoken about this, you know, when I very, very started my fitness account, this was kind of like the pinnacle of it was I had just kind of been mind blown about the fact that exercise is not actually about aesthetics. Like fitness is about your health and your health is more than just physical. It's mental and emotional as well. And when we take care of our physical bodies, that translates into other areas of our life. And so when I realized that exercise and fitness could be a tool for cultivating that self-love, I just wanted the world to know, you know, and I wanted to help as many women as possible understand that and use those tools to empower themselves on their journey. Self-love, again, just like gratitude is something that you work on. It's not a box that you check off. It's not like, it doesn't mean that you're never insecure. It doesn't mean that you don't have hard days. It doesn't mean that you're not hard on yourself. It doesn't mean you're not still learning and growing. It's not like you wear this badge, like, oh, I love myself. I'm good now. That's just not how it works. But It's about self-acceptance, period, all parts of you exactly as you are right now and understanding that right now, exactly as you are, you're worthy of self-love and of all the good things in life. And then it's about self-belief, believing that you can make a change. You don't have to stay where you are. I will never forget one of the very, very first workouts that I did postpartum after having my son, which is the first time I ever started exercising consistently in my adult life. I had this huge, it's like one of those moments. It was six years ago now. And I seriously closed my eyes. It feels like it was five minutes ago. One of those moments that just stays with you, you know, but 
I was attempting this at home, you know, body weight workout that looked very simple. And I didn't realize that simple didn't mean easy. And I thought that I was able to do these things and I just wasn't. I couldn't do a push up. I couldn't do a sit up. My physical level of ability was way, way, way less than I ever thought. And I just got so overwhelmed and I sat there on my yoga mat that I'd borrowed from my mom and Anderson was napping. I was just crying, trying to (laughs) silently cry. And it was this moment that I realized, you know, this is where I am right now. Nobody can change that but me. You can't buy, you know, fitness. You can't, no one can gift it to you, but this is where I am right now. And I'm going to accept that, but I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to work. I'm going to do what I can every day, which was very little back then, you know, 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes. And one day I would be able to do that full workout. And at the same time, it was like such a a literal metaphor for where I was mentally and emotionally. I had an incredibly toxic relationship with myself and my body. And I was battling anxiety very severely at the same time. And I just realized, you know, this is where I am mentally and emotionally and For the first time, I didn't just shame myself for that or victimize myself or, you know, beat myself up for it. I just realized, you know, this is where I am and I'm just going to accept that fully, but I don't have to stay here. I'm going to do what I can every day until I'm stronger and I'm going to do that work for myself. It's a journey and it's a process, but it's one that we're all constantly on and I'm still on it. I'm at a very different place than I was six years ago, but I still work at it. I still work at it every single day and it comes easier. You know, if you would have told me then, I'm kind of known for this physical, you know, my body composition has changed. I have like a transformation physically from what I used to look like to what I do now. And that's really great, but it's just such a tiny, tiny, like visual representation of the changes that matter the most that you can't see. And to me, the fact, like if you were to tell me six years ago that there would be a day where I would wake up and not automatically be drowning in anxiety or where I would pass a mirror and not automatically just hate myself and put myself down or, you know, not incessantly compare myself to everyone. And I wouldn't have believed you. And it's that work. And it wasn't like all of a sudden, yep, I love myself now. It's like that steady work for six years of committing to myself because I decided to believe that I was worth that work. It compounds over time. The small daily efforts are everything. And now six years later, those hard days of like beating myself up or really bad anxiety, that's the exception, not the norm. And that's the biggest transformation. Mm. And that's I think like the magic of fitness and, you know, self-empowerment and self-love and all of it. So. Oh my goodness. I literally just like, I had tears in my eyes when you were talking then. I just, there was, you know, I just think it's so beautiful. And I know so many women will take so much from that. But personally for me, you know, after having my first child and I, you know, as you would know, you lose so much of who you were when you, when you have a child, like every single thing in your world changes. And you know, (laughs) I think the last few weeks, it's just really hit me of, I guess the toll this year has taken. And also just how much of me that I knew, like all these layers I've shredded. And there's so much of me that finds myself grieving those things, but also another part of me that's really grateful 
because I know that I'm in alignment and where I'm meant to be. But yeah, I think the body one has been a huge thing for me. And, you know, I'd never really thought about my body before. Like it's never been something that I was obsessed over or thought much about in a good way or a bad way. I've just yeah. always been like, this is me and that's why I am. And, you know, I've absolutely had my moments of insecurity, but I think since having a child, like, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this like, what body is this? Like, I don't know. Like you almost forget how to dress and how to feel and how to feel good. And it's, yeah, it's this real journey. And I got super emotional the other night and I guess I kind of had that similar realization of like, well, you're the only one that can make this change, Maddie. Like, you know, you've got to be the one that does the work just like you have on your mind. So I'm so glad that you shared that because it honestly just spoke to me so much. And I, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for you being so open and, and honest about that. I think it was absolutely beautiful. How old is your baby? She's 15 months. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I'm just like, I think you let, well, I've definitely let my circumstances this year be too much of like, you know, we live in an apartment and we've been in lockdown for eight months. So mm -hmm. I think I've just made the excuse of, I don't have the space. I don't have the time. And I'm using all of the, the situation as like almost an excuse instead of just taking ownership over knowing what I need to do to feel good. Can I challenge you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I say this with like, all the love in my heart because I've been there. And when I was there, I was, you know, in a lot, I think, rougher circumstances mentally than you are now, clearly. However, don't for one second spend any more time apologizing for how this year has been, or you said, you know, excuses for not doing the work that you know you need to do. You have done the best that you can. Mm -hmm. And you have been the best mom that you can and the best woman and with your job and all the things going on and where you are right now, you should feel nothing but proud of yourself and how your body looks. It's not about, yes, of course, exercise. That's good. But don't do that to shift how your body looks in the mirror because I would give anything to go back to that time and see my body with gratitude mm. because those changes, it is it's so hard to stand there in the mirror and not recognize yourself. Yeah. And that's a sacrifice that you make to bring forth a child into this world. But every time you see that, instead of thinking, oh, I know what I need to do. I just have to do it. Think, oh my God, like my body is so miraculous and powerful. It grew a human. Yeah. It birthed that human into this world. <laughs> Your so body true. is different now, but it doesn't need fixing. Yeah. No. You I know, it can shift. Feeling, and, you know, it? It is, but the feeling is more mental than it is physical because you are sexy, you are strong, you are powerful. You might not look and feel exactly as you did, you know, pre-baby, but it has nothing to do with getting your body back or fixing anything or doing work to like change your physical appearance. It has to do with reminding yourself how badass you are and seeing yourself in this new body and embracing it yeah. while you're working out, while you're, you know, doing the other things to make yourself feel better, but you have nothing to feel bad about or apologize for. It's not that you've made excuses. You've done amazingly well and you need to be proud of yourself mm. for that. You're so kind. Thank you so much. We'll be right back after this healthy break. When it comes to health and well-being, do you ever ask yourself, what is better? 2020 has been quite the ride, full of new emotions and lots of new normals. I have challenged myself to find what is better every day, every situation and every moment in order to be a better me tomorrow. 
better is everywhere. Whether it's dancing to your favorite song or running a marathon. And that's why I'm thrilled to have teamed up with Medibank to invite you to find your better. Medibank is challenging us to think differently about our health and are a proud supporter of Smiling Mind, Australia's number one mindfulness app that inspires and empowers Australians to incorporate mindfulness practices and exercises into their daily lives to help every mind thrive. Now, more than ever, it is so important for us to nurture and protect our mental well-being. Through Medibank's partnership with Smiling Mind, you can receive tools and resources to support a happier, healthier mind. Find your better with Medibank and Smiling Mind. Search Medibank Smiling Mind or simply click the link in the show notes. There are so many ways to live better. Find yours today. For anyone who is listening, who maybe isn't in the position where they haven't had a child, but they're really struggling with that self-love, do you have any little tactics or even practices that they could inject into their everyday life to really cultivate, you know, those feelings and evoke those feelings of self-love? As silly as it sounds, one of the first things that I started to do was every single time that I thought negatively about myself or compared myself to someone else, I would stop and I would say three things that I liked about myself. And it's extremely difficult for most women to do, unfortunately. Mm. And it feels awkward. I know that sounds cheesy, but I'm telling you, like we hear the way that we think about ourselves and we internalize that. And if we're not intentional about changing that internal dialogue, it will never change. It's not going to change when your body changes. Yeah. If you beat yourself up and hate your reflection right now, that will not change no matter what you look like. I promise. Mm. You know, I know women of all shapes and sizes who are confident and love themselves and have that self-love and they're living in that space. And I know women of all shapes and sizes, some who you might think are like the epitome of like fitness or whatever, and they struggle and they are mentally not healthy because they still are just constantly pulling themselves down and tearing apart their reflection. So it's, it has to start with that mental work. So, you know, catching yourself and, and literally very intentionally rewiring the way that you speak to yourself. Okay. Yes. That's tip number one. Number two is to exercise, but do not make your primary motive for your movement. One of physical aesthetics. And this is something that is hardwired into all of us because of the diet culture that we are surrounded with and we grew up with. But when you fixate on results, you don't make changes. If you fixate on changes and focus on making changes, results will come. But people have a goal. They start exercising. They start, quote, their fitness journey. And then things don't happen fast enough or they don't see changes in the mirror and they think they failed. And then they go into this negative cycle all over again. And it's because the motive is wrong. You can't hate your way to self-love. You can't beat yourself up to a place of self-empowerment. That's just not how it works. However, if you start, and I, and I know that it's, it's so much easier said than done. And here's another tip is that thing we talked about by, you know, assigning like gratitude and mindfulness to your exercise. That's how you start to do that. Mm. So yeah, it's easy to say like, okay, I'm not working out to like change my physical appearance. I'm working out to empower myself. Okay. So how do you actually tangibly start to make that shift in your mind? One of the most powerful ways you can do that is truly through every time you're exercising, 
focus on things that are not aesthetic. Yeah. Dedicate that session prior to that moment of gratitude while you're in it. You know, when you get puffed out and you hit that, those points in your workout where your muscles are burning, you're really uncomfortable in your feet, you can't finish the reps, you're not lifting as heavy as you want, or your muscles are burned out. Train your mind to realize that that feeling is a gift and that feeling is progress and that feeling is powerful and positive. It's like, how do your muscles grow? They literally have to get torn apart and break down <laughs> and then they build back stronger. And that isn't that literally the exact same thing in life, right? You, yeah. you can't grow without resistance. And that feeling that of uncomfort, it doesn't mean that you're not strong enough. It doesn't mean that you're not fit. You might not be as physically fit as you will be when you continue a year down the road, but exactly where you are is something to be celebrated. And the effort that you're putting into that set and that rep and that Tabata session, whatever it is, that is something to be proud of. And that feeling of being puffed out and sweaty and your muscles burning, you earn that. Like that should be fueled to be proud of yourself, you know, and track your progress not through a clothing size, which is so subjective or like a number on the scale. I'm all about screwing the scale, but you know, how many pushups can you do or learning to do one pushup? You know, that was a huge day for me when I could do a proper pushup and also, so like strength goals like that, but also like those mindfulness goals. And that is how you start to realize. And I promise you way before you're going to see changes in the mirror, you are going to feel better. And not just, you know, emotionally and like spiritually, if you will, but mentally as well. I mean, the benefits of exercise are so much more than just physical. You will have higher energy levels. You will sleep better. Your mood will be more even. I mean, there's so many benefits in all three facets of fitness, right? So again, I'm, I'm kind of talking so much, but no, I love it. I love your going back to the practical. So okay, good. Yeah. Going back to the practical, I would say, stop yourself, you know, three good things. Every time you tear yourself down, use exercise as not just for your physical aesthetics. Yeah. Like that gratitude, it all really goes hand in hand. Yeah. I think they are such amazing tips. And, you know, I loved what you said about celebrating where you're at as well, because I think sometimes just with the world that we live in with social media and always seeing other people and people's lives, it is easy to get stuck a little bit in that comparison trap um, and kind of wanting to be where someone else is on the journey. So I love that you really talk about celebrating where you are and knowing that it, it is a journey, you know, it's a work in progress. And it's almost like you were saying, you're always having to do the work. You're always like, I feel like I've in some areas have gone 10 steps backwards, but in other areas I've gone 20 steps forward. So it's just like this thing of appreciating where you are on the journey. You're absolutely right. And I, one thing that 2020 has personally taught me, I feel like I've had such an epiphany this year of understanding or realizing that all of the setbacks or failures or hard things or bad times it's all part of it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're digressing and it doesn't mean that you are failing. This year has tested us all in various ways. And I used to think, I kind of got to this point in this place where I was, I am mostly a positive person and I do work for that, but it's like pretending you're okay when you're not, that's not noble and that's mm -hmm. not healthy. And ignoring your anxiety or your stress or feeling bad when you're having off times or like down days, that's not productive and that's not healthy. And when you're experiencing hard things, 
in any facet of life, that does not mean that you're failing. That is part of being human. And so understanding that all emotions are valid and whatever you're feeling is okay and learning healthy ways to mourn and heal and grow and cope. That is the goal. It's not living a life that's without stress or hard times. That's impossible, but it's also, that's not going to bring you any joy either. It's really about embracing all facets of life and all emotions and realizing that those things don't mean you're failing in any sense. Those times where you feel like even with fitness, you know, so many people are like, oh, I fell off my fitness journey or I, I, you know, I was doing so well and then I did this or that and they just feel guilty. But it's like, there's no such thing as failing. Mm -hmm. If you're alive and you're human, then you have a body. That means you have health and you're always on your fitness journey and everything you're, you know, you're always, it's always on. You cannot fail. You literally cannot. It's just about every single day. What can I do to take care of myself? that's how you should like kind of run your fitness journey. And most days that might include movement of your body. Some days that might include resting. For me, that always includes now meditation, but it's, it's really about embracing all things and, and understanding that you're not failing just because you're struggling. That's not how it works. Struggles breed strength. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And, you know, we have to go through those hard times to be able to grow. And, you know, there will be a moment in time in the future that we'll look back at this year or the hard times that we've been through or the hardships and think, you know, I had to go through that to get to this point, to have this perspective, to, you know, have this new teaching or learning. So it's all kind of part of that journey of growth, isn't it? Or else, you know, how boring to just be stuck in the same place all the time, not, you know, evolving our minds and taking more on from our experiences. So I think that's really beautiful takeaway. And it's something I've actually, I really have tried to think about a lot this year, like when, when there has been moments that have felt just really, really difficult to get out of it, I've almost been saying to myself, it's okay, like honour this feeling and then come yeah. back and almost when you're feeling that little bit better, reflect on that moment. Like what did I learn from it or why do I think I was feeling that way or also being proud of myself of the way I came out of that feeling and was yeah. able to shift that energy. So there's lots of different little ways to kind of look at those those harder times and negative emotions, isn't there? Absolutely. I love yeah. that. How have your personal thoughts or opinions about the world changed this year with everything that we have been through? I have thought more about the world this year than ever, you know, and I've been a lot more outside of myself, which I mean, I think it's imperative for all of us to to live selflessly, you know, to an extent. And for me, it's like, I really believe that you can't, to go back to self-love, Self-love is not selfish. It's actually the opposite. When you are at a place in your life where you're living from self-love, you are open to loving and understanding and connecting with others. And when you are really hating yourself, your thoughts are so absorbed in self-doubt and self-negativity that you it's almost like impossible to see others struggle, right? So I don't want to say when I've been more selfless that 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 means I'm not taking care of myself. I think it's really important for everyone to take care of themselves and their emotional, mental, and physical well-being and health. And that allows us to be, you know, to lift each other up. It's like empowered women, empower women. But overall, I, I think I have a very unique lens, if you will, 
because of the platform that I have and the interactions that I've gotten to have with thousands of women all over the world through Instagram DMs or through my, you know, the power community women and the messages that they send and things that they say. And it has been absolutely staggering in the best way to see so many examples of human kindness and connection. And I know I'm not downplaying the struggles that people are going through or, you know, the hard things that have happened to our world or what's going on in any sense. But I am saying that, I mean, damn, we are so much more alike than we realize. You know, talking to a woman in Italy or talking to someone in Australia or, you know, really connecting with people all across the world while we're all feeling so alone, it's been very powerful and it's been really uplifting. And I've seen, yeah, so many examples of courage and kindness and just connection. And I think it's just a huge reminder of the goodness, I think, that there is in the world. Oh, I love that so much. And yeah, that is, it's so true. There is so much kindness and so much goodness here. So it's, it is so beautiful to see. I would love to finish off though, by hearing a little bit about your app and where the inspiration came from, because I know as soon as people have finished listening to this, they are going to want to get more and more or (laughs) as much of you as they possibly can. So um, where did the inspiration for the app come from? And I guess a little bit about your training style. Yeah, of course. So I have created, my programming is called Power. So I have four power programs. There's a Power Post Pregnancy, which was kind of my first program. And that is obviously to help women through that delicate time of life after they have a baby. I created this program because obviously that's where my personal fitness journey started. So it was very personal. But because six years ago, there wasn't a program that could help me learn to exercise for the first time or come back to exercising safely while attending to the changes that happen to your body when you give birth, whether you're an Olympian or never exercise like me, right? Like it helps readjust postural alignment. It helps regain lost core and pelvic floor strength, things like that. So that's my first program that I ever launched. And then I have power, which is my gym based weight training program. It's a hypertrophy based program. And I mean, I could, I could honestly talk an hour about each program, but I also have power at home, which is a home adaptation of the program. And it's not a lesser version. It's just, I really wanted to both my power and my power at home programs. They have different kind of exercise science behind it because I wanted to maximize your results and your time spent training in each respective environment. Right. So they follow the same similar structure, not the exact same power at home is limited equipment. It's not you know, power has like all the gym machines, like all the types of equipment power at home is you can modify the entire thing with really just dumbbells and bands. It does include like a bench and some other things, but if you don't have them, you can modify. And then I have power zero equipment, which I released just with everything going on, you know, this year, it was such a huge, huge request from my community that, you know, they don't have access to a gym anymore and they can't, they literally could not get exercise equipment And obviously, collectively, there's such a huge focus on caring for our health and doing the things that we can to proactively stay healthy. And I wanted to make sure that any woman, regardless of what equipment she has or doesn't have or where she wants to train, has access to the tools that she needs to empower herself through fitness. And all of my programming is exclusively available through the Sweat app. 
So I'm partnered with Sweat. So it's not my own app. It's a Sweat app. It's amazing. And it's been such a blessing for me to provide my programming to the power community through Sweat because not only the interface, like it literally allows me to be the personal trainer in your pocket, you know, but it comes with the world's largest female fitness community. There are mm. women all over the world training together. It's translated to eight languages. So truly, truly, it's such a cool space and community that we have. And yeah, so that's kind of a yeah. brief, brief description. It's oh, <laughs> amazing. And it is such an incredible app and so much amazing work by um, you girls, what you're, you know, helping other women around the world achieve. I know Kayla's been on the show a few times and yeah, I just adore the She's community. The yeah, she is, isn't she? Yeah, you guys have just created such a beautiful community and you're honestly just having such huge impacts on changing women's lives around the world. So you should be so proud of what you're doing. Um, oh, thank you. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your time today. I've taken so much from this conversation. I've absolutely adored chatting to you and I just wish you the very best for 2021 and what's ahead. Thank you. Truly, it was such a pleasure to talk with you and it's so good to see you happy and healthy and smiling over there. And oh, yeah, thank thanks you. for the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.